0: So how on God's gray earth did this?
1: You never know she could be earning her, man, and learning her man. And at the same time burning her, man. Now you know I ain't with that shit, Lieutenant. Ain't no pussy good enough to get her while I'm offended.
0: Yeah. And this
1: getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in, six in the morning. So what you wanna do? Shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the door. But but what?
2: We don't let them hold. Yeah.
0: So and even
1: this. With the player with the cool wit. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm always on that cool shit. Walk to it, do it how you do it. Have a glass, let me put you in the mood. Look cute, looking like a student. Long hair, with your big fat booty. Back in the days, you was the girl I went to school with. Had to tell your mom, sister, the cool. that the girl want to do it? I just...
0: Become this. Now my buzz is gone and I need to re on reality.
1: can let them see me I need to buy. Is there any possibility that everyone feels like me?
3: to Detours and Outliers, the podcast where we take a closer look at that one album that sticks out like a sore thumb in artist's discography. It may be their best album, or it may be their worst album, but either way, it's that one album where the artist was so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Just a reminder, we are on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that, so you can follow us in a social media sense. Blah. Anyway, this week on the panel, we have... Matthew Marr. And my name is Scott Livingston, and we have a very special guest. Since we are discussing Snoop, we got a gang member from (laughs) Lady Gang (laughs) and many, many other projects, including Sega Nemesis and the... um, Dirty Femmes, and Jen Corti and the Look, and um, whatever else you want to plug, it's Jen Corti.
2: (laughs) My 900 bands.
3: 900 bands, and counting. Yep. So, um, this week we will be discussing 2013's uh, uh, one and only album by the Snoop Lion, (laughs) called Reincarnated. I have a feeling, you know, Snoop Lion has never been photographed with Snoop Dogg much like Chris Gaines has never been photographed with Garth Brooks. So right. this could be a, a Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Batman type of situation. I'm it's not, not sure. Like a living,
2: it's like a living Mandela effect. Exactly.
3: This is um, apparently Snoop's uh, reggae album. He went to Jamaica, had a mystical religious experience, had his third eye open, became Rastafarian. And um, this was the album that came out of that experience. So, um... I guess we'll just start with general thoughts on Snoop Dogg up to this point.
2: I mean, I've always been a fan. I've been a big fan of 90s rap. Um, He's such an icon in so many different ways and has, um, with all of his silliness, still maintained to be relevant over... 3 decades which i think is
3: That's true he's been around since He's been around for 92 or so. Yeah,
2: very long time. So that in itself is impressive.
3: Yeah. You know? Just being alive from 92 is impressive these right. days. Especially
2: so. as a one of the top gangster rappers who i think is part of what you know the concept of why he wanted to make this album was still being alive.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well and you ways. can hear a lot of that in the the lyrics. There's a lot of repudiation of things that he had once stood for mostly mm-hmm. firearms mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know the general aggressiveness and uh violence that he used to be known for and mm-hmm. who knows how sincere it is or was um, it seems very honest and direct at least so that's something
2: yeah i think it came from a good place yeah. i think it came from really good intention for sure
0: yeah he always seemed to me to be one of the more charismatic and yeah. uh, talented and uh, unique rappers that came out of the, you know, the West coast scene in the, in the nineties. Right? You know, so I, I guess, you know, having, you know, him been around and relevant for this long, he's gonna, he's gonna have to have a detour here and there. Right. You would, you would assume at, at least one, <laughs> right. You can't just keep, you know, heading back to Dr. Dre. Right. Um, Um, you know, so he's, he's, you know, done a lot of strange things. Um, you know, some of them, um, entertaining.
3: Yes. I mean, he has a cooking show with Martha Stewart. So Mm. he is certainly one who's aware of his pop culture identity and is, you know, has a sense of humor about it, which is.
2: Well, his, his marketing and his branding and keeping, keeping whatever it is that is his brand alive outside of rap. Yeah. Which he talks about a little bit. And I think that, to your point, he is bored. Some of it is boredom. Like he's like, I don't want to rap anymore. I've already rapped. I've I've done that. I've rapped on thousands and thousands of songs. I don't want to do that right now. Yeah.
0: And you know, and and he had you know, um, kids. And his kids are well. I don't know how old they were in 2013, but they're grown up now, right? Or at Mm -hmm. least they're
3: closer. Yeah. They're
0: not um, babes anymore. Yeah. Right. You know, so they're teenagers or older. And uh, that, you know, that you just move into a different phase of your life when that, when that happens. Um, Do we know, did he stay a Rastafarian? Did he convert to Rastafarian? Did he just have a moment? No,
2: I think he was, he, so I watched the documentary. So there's a documentary that goes along with this record. um, Also called
3: Reincarnated. Yes. To make things complicated.
2: (laughs) Reincarnated and made by Vice News, which is also really interesting because he, they asked him why he wanted to do Vice News and he. He said, they, they tell the truth. They're out here telling the truth about everything. So I thought that was kind of a weird thing to say. But um, yeah, I he wanted to have a, an experience. Part of it, I think, was ego-driven. He felt like because he is a bringer of communities or co- brings communities together that yep. he had like a Bob Marley vibe about him. And so part of the reincarnated title came from him feeling like he could have been bob marley reincarnated in these different mm-hmm. ways yeah i think that was where it was when it started i think like in his initial concept that's where it started and then he went to jamaica and then he was like oh, okay i think i'm a little bit more clear about
3: what this is what reincarnation
2: what means. means to me yeah and I'm not I'm literally not, I Bob Marley's spirit. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be telling people that I'm Bob Marley reincarnated. But yeah,
0: yeah that's probably <clears throat> probably wise. Yeah. That, that does um, well. Well, to me, that adds a little bit of um. um well, I was going to say credibility. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but but it it makes me you know it makes me think you know when I think of um, Rastafarianism. Well, first of all, it's it's a um, you know it's it's a poor person's religion. Yes. It's um pretty extreme and kind of way out there. Yeah. And, and and it was also it was also, you know, being the the, uh, the religion of the the ghetto that um it you know in, in Jamaica it was also fraught with um, you know, people who experienced a lot of violence. Yeah. And um, you know, and uh you know a lot of trauma, right, you know in their lives and I imagine, you know, that could be something that that snoop could relate to as well you know yeah, the
3: desperation in his
0: younger days right and then uh, and then like bob marley too is like how do you how do you get out of it well you don't really get out you just get rich and then um and then you try and
3: yeah right. make things better and
0: then you try to make things better right so so um um you know so there there does seem to be a um a, a less contrived element to all of this
2: yeah, but I don't feel like Bob Marley was wealthy, but Bob Marley never left. Like No, he, no, he never left. You yeah, know, yeah. he wanted to stay and become a pillar of the community. I think that
0: Oh, yeah, as, he ba- he basically had a had a, you know, his his house was a was a compound with, you know, hundreds of people that would just hang out and live there more or less, yeah. right? So he he was definitely uh, you know, he wasn't building a a chateau in, in Beverly Hills and hiring, you know, armed guards and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean and uh and speaking of armed guards, you know, he um he did have bodyguards but he also took care of things himself. He was mm-hmm. not a he was not shy about um um
3: you know, well that's part of growing you know, up in that right, environment right, is you yeah. do develop a, a self-defense mechanism mm-hmm. that is kind of hardwired and hard to ignore yeah.
0: did the uh, did the uh, i'm I'm curious um, you know I'll have to watch that did the documentary talk anything about how he was received in Jamaica did Yeah
2: know? I was curious about the same thing cuz to me there's a, I have like I lived in the Caribbean for a little bit I lived in the Virgin Islands and when I got there I thought it was going to be I thought I was going to be exposed to a lot of reggae music that was actually from the Caribbean and really realized that I had no access to it and also felt like I didn't ha- I didn't I don't really deserve to have access to it. It's not mine, right? Yeah. And um, there's a big respect that came with that. Um, big respect meeting people who who would play, who are in in that community that would come out and like play with the cover bands around yeah. town or whatever. There was oh you had to really have a serious level of respect to be welcomed into that community so I was curious about that as well because I've they're not I've been around I've experienced it a little bit I'm not trying to say I have a lot of experience with it but I've been in the Caribbean at shows and and gone to festivals and understand the spirit of the Caribbean and Bacchanal and the it's a it's a it's a vibe and it's and the ital diet the Rastafarian diet and the religion that's there um, is really held to a very high regard so I was, really curious too as to whether or not he would just be welcomed because I don't think he's, I don't think he's, his ethnicity is Caribbean or Jamaican at all. His, his real so. name is
3: Calvin Brodus. So right. that, probably, well, I
2: mean, ancestrally, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So I mean,
3: if it is, it's pretty distant.
2: Right. So and I was like, are they going to welcome yeah, an American rapper into a very sacred culture? And they yeah. totally did.
0: Yeah, well, uh, you know, and one of the reasons I asked too, is, uh, you know, in previous podcasts we've talked about um both the Rolling Stones and the Clash, mm-hmm. right, English groups who spent some time in in Jamaica and uh and you know, Keith Richards um has a house there. He's, you know, has all kinds of Rasta buddies. It, it took him quite a while though to sort of fit Again, in, right? Yeah. And and uh but when they when they first came there, um this is the story that I heard anyway is the the rolling stones they they solved their problem basically by their manager just handing out money um you know so they they're they're in the you know they're in the the studio right and they're you know some of the some of the studios are run by um well you know unsavory people i guess right, but he you know they just paid them all off and and they made a lot of friends that way and then you know a few years later, the class shows up, and they did not know that this was the deal oh really that yeah, yeah. you were supposed to um you know tip everyone tip everyone right right and and, uh, and of course they didn't have the money that the stones did either right and so they actually got into some trouble right you know in terms of threats of violence violence and, and the like right? right you know while they're down there and and uh and, and and that was a long time ago though right so probably 20 years prior to this so who knows what the what the, what the conditions are like or not but but it's like um you know i think if, if you go down there they um I mean, I don't know, right? That's what I'm just sort of curious. If you go down there with open arms and an open wallet, I'm sure that there's not going to be a whole lot of... Um,
2: I don't you know, think If that's they make true. an
0: assumption that you're rich, that could... Yeah. I think that's you know, not
2: giving them enough... Enough... Um, like, respect to...
3: Yeah, this is like not... Just
2: saying, like, paying people off is a way to get in. You have to understand that the the Europeans came in and took over yeah. everybody brought in all slaves to the West Indy Islands, that's why they're called West Indians, and basically worked them to death and worked the land to death till the land would not produce anymore and then left them there. So there's a very, very, very long history of severe racism, torture, death, brutality, that it makes sense to me that you know, yeah. I have no access to that. I think that Snoop has access to that and in, in a very different way from the Stones and the Clash because mm-hmm. not only because he's a black man who has succeeded in America and represents um, success, right? But also, he hip hop and reggae talk a lot about violence, struggle, overcoming that, surviving, change. And he smokes a shit ton of weed, which is part of their culture. Like it's a sacred sure. herb to them. Yeah. So when he goes to Jamaica and he meets Damien Marley and he meets members of the Whalers and their they their immediate reaction is, We thought you were already a Rastafarian because oh, yeah. you smoke so much weed and <laughs> yeah, yeah. your music talks about like overcoming civil violence and you're just speaking your truth to what you're experiencing with your government and the corruption and yeah. people attacking your neighborhood and um either through gangs or whatever yeah. it's pretty crazy no i
0: think you're i think you're absolutely right and and uh also the um you know like in, in an earlier time like i said with the stones and the like you're going down and you're you're uh, you're trying to get access to studios right to make recordings and and you're you're trying to get access from people who have had to defend themselves um, you know, seriously, from from um, um, you know being um, censored and, and uh, shut out, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, they they learned how to um, kind of control their own environment, mm-hmm. and and uh, if they don't trust you, right? If they don't know you and they don't trust you, and you know, I'm talking more about the businessmen, right? Mm-hmm. You know, rather than than say you know the Rasta community, mm-hmm. right? Right? It's like, um, how are you going to get them? How are they? Get, how are you going to get them on your side, right? I, I I would think that I mean what you were saying. I would I would agree with a hundred percent. I would think that a uh, Snoop Dogg, his intent is different, mm-hmm, in yeah. the sense that he he didn't sound like he was there. Oh, I want to go. Um, you know, hang out on a cool island and, and make Cash in
3: stuff. on this big reggae right, right, craze.
0: Exactly, right right, right, right. right, right. It sounded like there's something else going on there. Well, right? th-
2: when well, you think about the Stones, the Stones did the same thing in the South. They went to the South, and they hired a bunch of really famous rad black women to come sing all these, like, um what's the song?
3: Give Me Shelter. Yeah, yeah. Give Me Shelter, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, And and taking, again, taking... Blues and taking uh, taking black music and making it their own. I yeah, feel yeah. like I don't know if that when they went down there was before that record or after that record, but I think they
0: oh, was definitely was have after, a
2: yeah. uh, reputation of uh, yeah. cultural appropriation. By the way, that, I, can, I you know? can't remember
0: her name, but uh, she was. Uh, I did uh, um, hear an interview with her, and and she was pregnant at the time. Really? They woke her up in the middle of the night. You know, she's this young pregnant woman. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. Her in.
2: It's that was on the um, yeah. 20 Feet to Stardom documentary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, it was a, it's, a, it's a good story.
2: Yeah, it's a great yeah, story. Yeah. But, you know, but did she see, you know, did she see the fruits of that labor? And uh, Not yeah. to be punny, but, you know, like. Well, they paid her. But, yeah. But yeah.
3: she did not get royalties by Probably not, yeah. right? Really yeah. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. But um, Charlie Watts got more money from that than she did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, and, and you know, to give the—I mean, I, I know we're talking about Snoop Dogg, but to give the the Stones a little a little bit of credit there, that I, I do know that when they uh, when they first came to the United States, you know, they're they're um, they're long haired, you know, even though we'd call it short today, <laughs> mm-hmm, you know, there's long haired people playing playing the devil's music, mm-hmm. and uh, um, Keith Richards in his biography, anyway, he said the people that were kind to us were black people. Mm-hmm. He said we felt safe with them, we felt unsafe around around. Um, you know kind of mainstream america which is which is you know which white is people. yeah there you go and, <laughs> and, and you so, still uh, should be a scared uh, yeah. so it's like you know so so i think that's part of it too is i, I don't think you know like I, I you know i don't think it's a matter of um of uh you, you know I, I mean i don't i don't think that that i think what you're saying about respect is has a lot more to do with it than anything mm-hmm. else right yeah. mm-hmm. and there's different ways you can show respect right yeah. but that's you know
2: he also wanted to, he, you know, he went, he went with them to see like the weed farms and he, you know, his whole, that whole song about fruit juice, um, which is, a, I love that. I love that song. It
3: sounds like a, a commercial jingle. I would buy that fruit juice. If right. Well, and,
2: and like having lived in the Caribbean, everywhere you go is there's a juice stand. There's a guy on the corner who's made that juice and soursop is a really big deal. Guava juice, all of those things. It's like a local product. So to hear him sing about it, I don't know, it just gives some authenticity to the actual island and being there. And, you know, not hawking fruit juice, but, but being yeah. like, there's nothing better than when you're on an island drinking fresh fruit juice made for you with a beautiful woman on the beach and being like, this is This, this is, is the life, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, and I think that also, you know, we can bring this around to what our third or fourth episode where we talked about Willie Nelson's reggae album, which <laughs> I don't think he recorded in Jamaica. He may have visited, but no, and, and, I, he was not um, trying to gain their respect, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of why it, that one didn't come out as well as this one.
0: Yeah, and despite having you know some amazing guest stars on that album, like Toots Hibbard, yeah, um, it is. Uh, it still, it still just rings very. Shallow, yeah, right. You know, as, as yeah, yeah, it's sort of Willie Nelson to a reggae beat, yeah. rather than we want to do something a little more, yeah, meaningful. reflective of yeah. Re- reflective of the the culture that we're we're sort of borrowing from.
3: And that's, yeah. I think, what you were saying is that this isn't something you can just sort of dabble in or stick your toe in. You're either into the mm-hmm. reggae, Rastafari everything, or you're not.
2: Which makes me wonder. Now that he's not Snoop Lion, if there's any feelings around that, yeah, I wonder so, if it was so just you know like he was named, he was renamed Snoop Lion. Yeah, by, they embraced him
3: quite thoroughly, and uh-huh. then he, it wasn't like he turned his back on him. He just didn't
0: so do it anymore. We, can we talk about that? Where did that name come from, the Snoop Lion? He
2: was named that. He was dubbed that by a, a some old priest, Rastafarian yeah. on island. So was, I feel like it was the, the guy that was a member of the Whalers, but I'm not sure.
3: Yeah, it was, it was some big... It was, a, it was a thing. Yeah, there was a, a cool scene in the movie, and you can probably find it on YouTube. But yes, he's like, no, you are not a dog. You are a lion.
2: You're a lion. Be, be, be a lion.
3: lion. And so he's like, well, okay, fine. Change my name to Snoop Lion, but then...
2: Which af- is also a marketing thing. Yeah, he well, he's he was like, I don't want to rap, I, which I totally understand. Like, having multiple projects, being like, okay, how do I represent... This is something new. This project new. that yeah. is something new and something different. So I think the the marketing ploy of it, I understand. I don't want to say it was a ploy because I don't think it was ill intended, but to try sig- to separate it. Yeah. Like, it was I'm a not signifier.
3: Rapping. This is not Snoop Dogg, the guy who...
2: I'm not going to rap about bitches and hoes and pimping and money and yeah. shooting people. Murder and that's what is he the says. Case. Like yeah. I'm not going to rap about that. I want to sing about hope and unity and, and these different themes um that yeah it's just weird I I do I I was wondering if there was any reaction to him
3: yeah not well,
2: being snoop line and then coming out with a gospel album
3: yeah because yeah the 2018 he put out the Bible of love which really is about the love of the Bible which is 32 tracks of him doing very sincere contemporary Christian gospel music mm-hmm. so, wow, so five short years later yeah so mm-hmm. I don't know if those coexist or he's changed religions or it, it, it seems less sincere if only because this happened beforehand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So do we know, does he still live in LA or?
2: Does yeah, he? I think so. I mean, and then, and then you think about the gospel album in 2018, but he was just here at the Fillmore as Snoop Dogg in December. Yeah. So I'm
3: he's, looking. and I mean, it's, he still has his, you know, he does his movies, he does his TV shows. He appears in commercials with Martha Stewart. I mean, he's, and I mean that's one difference between hip hop and rock is authenticity has nothing to do with selling out if you can you know get on law and order s v u you do not lose your cred right you can well, appear I think in, it depends
2: on who you are well I,
3: that's true but but you know.
2: I also think like it doesn't have... a part of me wants to take it very seriously this this morphing but the other part of me is doesn't want to because i i understand it I feel like it's I just want to make this record. I, I believe in God and I want to make this record. I believe in the Rasta lifestyle. I want to make this record. Yeah. I without th- it having to to truly be a, an embrace of a whole new life. Well, you and know. I think
3: that's part of it. it he believed it 100%, but that doesn't mean it's permanent. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was something he really believed for a short period in 2013 or whatever. And whether he knew he was going to only believe it for a certain period, period of time or whether he got because it is a tough strict lifestyle to live particularly if you have money to do things that are more fun than you know Mm -hmm. living that kind of life so Mm -hmm. he may have just been tempted away and didn't want to admit that he was weak and was unable to live up to these standards Mm -hmm. so he just never mentioned it again but having said all that let's actually get into the music itself (laughs) because you know That is part of the interest here. Um, The first track on the album is the only track that doesn't have someone featured on it. It's uh, called Rebel Way. It's written by uh, Dre Skull and Major Lazer.
1: There's so much death, there's so much destruction, there's so much mayhem, and there's so much misunderstanding in music. We're losing so many great musicians and We don't love them while they're here. And I want to be loved while I'm here. And the only way to get love is to give love. You can't run away, run away. You gotta face this. You can't run away, run away. You gotta face this. Time is moving. This moment lasts while we have the chance. All the dreams will fade, while the new ones made. Nothing stays the same. Do it the rebel away from moonlight to
3: sunrise, day in and day out. Stay on. it's interesting that you know he is singing he's not rapping here but he's not picking a very rangy melody to sing which you know he's he's working to his strengths which is you know smart and it sounds like a reggae song i mean 100 percent. i was just gonna say that that um i was gonna ask that question
0: do you, do you think this sounds like a reggae song
2: i think it sounds like a modern reggae song Yes. You,
0: yeah,
2: you know, like, if you go down yeah. the dance hall music, they're very, very produced. You and I think I'm a major loser, and those guys producing it. You
3: know, sure. well, he also, Diplo was, like, one of the main producers on I and mean, he is not a reggae guy. And mm-hmm. I kind of wonder why he went with that, if he's going for the full reggae experience, why bring
2: it? In... I was curious about that, too.
3: Whether Diplo was also having this experience with him or whether he just felt Diplo was a good guy who could translate what he was saying from his world to what Major Laser was doing in their half the booth.
1: So.
3: Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not disparaging
0: this. Just um, um maybe it's just cause I haven't listened to a lot of All modern reggae. that you know, like, I I have listened to a lot. Keeps in the may calls and Prince's gear, Bob Marley, stuff like this. I um like, I, like, I still listen to it. I like I love it a lot. You know, this this I don't know. Maybe maybe it is just um. I don't know we'll have to listen to more yeah and then and then see and see uh, see what we you know see see what we think i just think that um um it, it sounds a lot like it has a lot of the elements of reggae
3: yeah
0: but it's it's definitely it seems which oh, it should good, yeah like snoop Dogg or snoop lion yeah.
3: well and i mean it, most modern music has developed you know brought in these major you know changes to production sound and production quality that you know it's in modern country it's in modern pop right, it's in modern right. reggae and there is that sheen that's over everything that's been produced in the last 20 years about just
2: the compressor sheen yeah
3: yeah well and, yeah and I but think the, the uh, sounds the specific drum settings and drum machines and just the there is a sound that is common to all current music and this definitely falls into it so yeah yeah it yeah, does, it's
2: definitely modern reggae. Yeah.
3: So, but that was my first impression. What?
0: What? I mean, do you? Um, are we? Is, is this a good intro for the the album?
3: I think so. I think having one where you don't have a guest star is a good way to start for one thing, because you can actually hear: is this reggae? Is this Snoop? And yeah, it qualifies as both as much as one can. And right, still, right.
2: And the little the message before talking about, you know, giving love to the world, and then.
3: Yeah, appreciating people while they're still here, mm-hmm. which instead of him saying, So I'm going to show appreciation to others who are still here, mm-hmm. he turns it immediately into, So you need to appreciate me while I'm still here. But, you
2: know. Yeah. There's definitely an element of what's my legacy going on with him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of
2: ways. With this record, probably with the gospel. Well, he's record. lived
3: longer than he expected to. And now he's like, Well, how is, you know, the world going to see me when I finally do pass away? Not mm-hmm. from you know, a drive-by mm-hmm. or something cliched like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, I'm going to well, he up... has
2: outlived most of his friends, for yeah, sure. Yeah,
3: so he's going to live to a ripe old age. I mean, even with the chronic, he'll probably make it to, like, 60, 70, 80. And when he does, what are, you know, his grandkids going to think of him? And I think part of this is sort of, like, legacy shoring up or reassessing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Which, you know, is not a bad thing. I mean, <sighs> midlife crisis...
2: I don't know if it's. I don't. No, I think it's more just pensive reflection.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a little more positive, but again, it is also religious. So we will use that as a segue into "Here Comes the King," featuring Angela Hunty, I think.
1: Major Lazer, here comes the king. John! Show no fear, eh? we made it clear. Let eh? the warriors are coming. We no play, eh? we at war with the. And when we kill them, we just don't come like papers Somebody get me my crown, cause I'm feeling it now it might be love, but comes You might be alone, but here comes the king You might be alone, but here comes the king Here I come, I'm stepping in the dance here I come, I steppin' in the dawn, dawn, dawn. Posted up the wall, here and I'm a star Posted up the wall, here and I'm a star We never fail, we only shine with brilliance. One king, one faith, one religion. And if you hear me, come and join the revolution. One king, one faith, one religion. And if you hear me, come and join the revolution. We are going to.
3: he or she sings that you know they're gonna smoke them like vipers or vipers papers, papers. that mm-hmm. makes more sense because you know, i was very confused I'm like papers
2: papers but it okay, does I'm sound like, like vipers i'm like
3: do vipers smoke do you smoke vipers <laughs> um i was very confused but you know it's not my uh natural accent and i do appreciate snoop is not like you know affecting some sort of fake patois where he's like hey mon there's a couple <laughs> of moments
2: in there where he's like jump yeah, or, yeah, you know, but uh, it's Or yeah. uh, the Nishan. well, Nishan. if you're singing, <laughs> if
3: you're
0: singing mm-hmm. harmony, you kind of have to match what other people are singing. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? you know, so the so syllable. Sounds. So I'll give them a pass on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, okay. but I like the yeah the the groove in this song is is yeah.
3: well, I do appreciate the the album is not just one reggae sound through the whole thing but does have you know some upbeat songs and some more melancholy songs I feel like
2: so, you can you can you can tell the tracks that they really want to be played in the dance halls this one feels like that especially when that beat when the beat drops and there's you know some, some laser sounds as there should be but major that, laser whoop, 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 right know, right it's yeah, hitting yeah. so heavy that if you're, you can imagine being in a club feeling those subs just like pushing you pushing you pushing you, pushing you to dance oh, and I think
3: they made videos for like Six or seven of the songs yeah, off this of, album, including one that I don't remember which one, but is actually a continuation of an Overstock.com commercial. <laughs> which I mean, again, I mean, commerce, yeah, yeah, authenticity, selling right, out—it's right, yeah. you know.
0: Well, no, I've uh, always, I, you know, we have a, you know, this theme has come up occasionally on on this podcast, this idea of selling out. I think that we're talking about commercial music. Yeah, it's that's. The in, the point is to sell out. Yeah, I mean, not not like to
3: sell your soul, but sell to your sell your album, will, but to
0: sell your albums. Right, exactly. Right, you know. And so, so you know, I think that, that uh, you know, if if um,
3: I would have imagined, I don't know. Do we know how well this sold?
2: I don't know how well this sold. I think it sold pretty
3: well for a reggae album and pretty poorly for a Snoop Dogg album.
0: Pretty poorly for a Snoop Dogg. Well, I'm just saying that that if he, you know, if he wanted to, if if he, if his purpose was only to sell the most amount of records, he probably wouldn't have done this.
3: That is definitely true. This was not. Yeah, but but
2: I I, don't think he has to care about that anymore. Well, right. I was just going to say. I
0: think he's at the point in his career where he can. He's gonna sell enough.
3: Yeah.
2: That, and that even if he, he never he sells another record yeah, again, yeah. he can
3: afford yeah, all he, the
2: he could have also just made this whole record and never seen the light of day and still probably not taken any kind of hit
3: financially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just would have enjoyed the experience and he puts it on for his friends when they come over. Mm-hmm.
2: So
0: so um just I'm just curious about the production too. Is this is this a um I know you said that a couple of the producers that there's at least three?
2: He has a whole team of people Yeah. which like, I thought was weird.
3: Yeah, well it is very Hip hop to have, yeah. You know, no, I'm just gonna say, f- is yeah, this but he had a yeah. whole team
2: of writers?
3: Yeah, yeah. He
2: kept saying the writers know what they do, what they're doing. The writers, the writers, yeah. He's
3: not credited on a single song. Oh, that's he really didn't interesting. Write
2: these, he didn't write these songs, so yeah, and they're not Artistically, like covers. I don't agree with any of that. Yeah,
0: well, maybe he just wanted maybe, maybe part of his goal was just exposure that he liked the music and he wanted other people to hear it. Yeah, you know, this is a way,
2: but saying like, I, I want to stop rapping about. Bitches and hoes and pimping and killing people. So
3: I'm going to hire someone else. I have a new
2: message, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to hire all these people to write my redemption songs, essentially. But, yeah, that right, part right, of yes. it feels really insincere to me. And I mean, yeah, it's yeah. one thing
3: if you're Brian Wilson and you're just crap at lyrics, so you hire Tony Asher. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's what Snoop does is he writes. Yeah, I was
2: really disappointed which when, is, when you see like a whole team of, yeah. of like really young and is this? Writers. I'm And I'm
0: just curious about the construction of the songs too. This is, a, you know, like in the Willie Nelson album, which yeah. is a terrible comparison, but this is what we have, <laughs> right? Is a, you know, he was basically using the same sort of studio guys that he would use on any of his records, yeah. right? You know, he oh, just, who didn't he didn't
2: know shit about reggae, right? Right.
0: You right. know, well, they were, you know, they were,
2: they, they were, were versed enough on a
0: variety of styles that they could, you know, pull it off, pull it off, but not with any kind of, you know sincerity Sincerity, right exactly in and, and so are these uh, you know the, the the songs are a lot of them you know kind of uh, you know constructed as beats you know like in the in the hip hop world or or are they using a, a band I think no, it, they're
2: using it's produced
3: yeah. yeah 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 I mean I think it was produced in Jamaica primarily so there's a lot of right, you know right, Jamaican so. samples and Jamaican musicians right, right. providing the content
0: but there but mixed. there's someone putting the track together uh, and yeah then, there's loops and then, then, loops yeah, and yeah. then there's
3: primarily diplo diplo i, diplo, I think the, was the main the guy which, together. You know, what would diplo do um the next track was one of the i think the first single actually lighters up featuring mavado and pop Ka-An. unfamiliar me too so correct my pronunciation later I dig
0: that kind of. Yeah, yeah, There's sort textures. of a, a reggae version of a record scratch or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Get high with me, fly with me, ain't no dividing us. East side, west side, north side, south side, unified. Come on and ride with us, put your lighters light up. Get high with me, fly with me, ain't no dividing us. East side, west side, no side, south side, unified.
3: So, who's that, do you think? I think it's uh, Movado, because Pop Can mentions his own name, and he's got a lot more auto tune on him, so.
2: It's definitely like a bring in for credibility type. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, it sounds more like a Snoop track than the first yeah. two. It has you know, like the, the drums are all blown out and, uh, and that, uh, low bass synth thing. Going. Yeah. The, horns. Yeah, the
0: horns. yeah, yeah, the horns. Although you know, even that has you know.
3: Yeah, I mean if horns were... are
0: not foreign to reggae. Man, yeah. So, yeah.
3: Well, I mean, if this were an album track in the middle of a Snoop album, you'd be like, oh, that's the reggae-ish one on there. But it wouldn't stand out as like, oh, there's a wrong reggae track on this album. Right, right,
2: yeah. I think bringing in reggae artists to feature on the... The more steep track
0: is what makes it feel. Yeah. So, so, we, so, just to clarify, he, he wrote none of these lyrics?
3: Well, he's not credited with writing the songs. I don't know whether... They just credit the musicians and lyrics are not credited, or, or um, it's just assumed that whoever's singing is writing, or I don't that know. That could be, yeah. And, um,
2: yeah, I didn't check to see if anybody was credited with any lyrics
3: Yeah, I did. At all. And it wasn't on the Wikipedia page, and we all know that Wikipedia is you know, infallible.
2: I'd be curious to look it up on ASCAP or BMI. Yeah. why well, assume I
3: wouldn't... Al- um, a list of tons of writers and those are just the top two who get listed
2: Uh,
0: one of the very minimum he wouldn't he wouldn't be singing something he didn't want to yeah
3: and this is a a very positive message it's all about you know unity and getting over killing each other and Which I'm always in favor of Which is
2: interesting Because when I When I lived in the Caribbean The My my wife is a a nurse And she worked at the hospital And The gang violence in the Caribbean was insane I was talking to a captain Ex-Hell's Angel And he talked about How They didn't really have Gangs in the Caribbean Until Gangster Rap Came out on MTV Uh, And then everybody Wanted to be a gangster And everybody got guns And then
3: Gang violence create
2: I don't know that's just you know that was his opinion and that was in the Vir- virgin islands uh-huh. that yeah. was his story of telling me but crazy to think that yeah any kind of culture any kind of western culture changes can change something so drastically
3: and i wonder if it's just he was unaware of it until the mtv gangster rap invasion sort right. of right well i mean it's more it like
2: out. the youth the youth all yeah. of a sudden shooting each other with 22s all the time which yeah, my wife saw in the hospital all the time. Ugh, yeah, just constant back and forth. You're like we're on a 30 mile island.
3: <laughs> there's no east side <laughs> or west side. There's a lot yeah, of territory just, uh, here. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can control the turf with a lawnmower. Well, of a-
0: course, all those guns have to get there somehow. too. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. some, yeah. It's um, yeah. It's a yeah. It's a strange form of cultural imperialism <laughs> that is a uh, you know not
3: it doesn't reflect well on anyone
0: no no not at all right not at all right yeah and it, and it is it is curious uh i mean i i think it's just you know i'd like to know more about it but uh, i think that uh you know there's there's always i mean you, you no know, matter how far back you go there's going to be kind of you know um territorial rivalries or kinship rivalries yeah. or or something but that it takes the form of sort of gang violence this as a result of this sort of codified yeah right as a result of you know influence from
2: which also um, i you know some Part of me just, there's such a mysticism about the islands that when you think back to them being um, colonialized or when they were free islands and they were just ports and ships and the violence and the debauchery that has been there since the 1400s, the the vibe of just pure drunkenness, pure violence is, is still there to this day. And you can feel it. It's like an underlying hum down there. But yeah. some people accredit it to like the crystal deposits that are under the ocean there that could bring out the extreme sides of you. So it's kind of weird to think about Well, when you hundreds are, and hundreds of- and hundreds of years of basically like wild west is well, how yeah, it feels I mean, down there
3: history weighs heavy on, yeah. on you, yeah, you when well, you're isolated on you that island you can mm-hmm. do what you want and mm-hmm. if you don't like it you can disappear mm-hmm. so that does give one a an odd kind of freedom but um, moving on to the next track uh so long another one featuring angela hunty i don't know if she's known I've never heard of her but I'm also
2: This feels way more traditional to me. Yeah.
3: And I think he may have put it after the last one to try and Bring balance, yeah.
2: It's the keys. My heart's been yearning and no
1: one can break it. Round and round our world keeps turning. No one can stop the time. It's just another
2: bridge we're crossing. Keep this message. Yeah. This is definitely a band. Yeah, yeah, this
3: is definitely a yeah, an organ and a bass player. And...
2: and a drummer, yeah.
0: And the wah guitar. Yeah. The whole thing is, yeah.
1: They tried to break a
3: but when Snoop does start singing, he still has that Snoop cadence. He is unmistakably Snoopy. <laughs> He does sing better than most rappers who attempt to sing. I mean, there's that that one god-awful Eminem song where he <laughs> tried to carry a melody that still it hurt many people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so long, we've been on this journey And I know we can make it Stay strong, our heart's been yearning And no one can break it Round and round, our World keeps turning
2: it's, pretty, it's, it's just a, it's just a pretty the easy mm-hmm. it's, just to break, it's, it's yeah. definitely like a it could be playing in guitar bar on the beach, you know. yeah if
3: you weren't paying close attention you wouldn't notice it's snoop unlike totally. and you know like the last song which felt like a snoop song with a reggae artist dropped in it this felt like a reggae song with snoop guesting on it mm-hmm. so. speaking of which if you look on youtube and i will post the link on our facebook page there's a um song by eddie murphy called red light that also came out around this period that features snoop lion when he's still snoop lion guessing i remember that it It is it is wild yeah i remember that it is um a a feast for the eyes and ears let me tell you it's uh not something you're likely to forget it's it's better than party all the time i'll give it that (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's just missing the shoulder pads. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> There's not so
3: much Coke, far more ganja.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, this next track also features Angela Hunty. We should really have done some research. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> right into like detours and detoursandoutliers at gmail.com. Let yeah. us know if, you're, if you are Angela.
2: Let us know how we failed you today.
3: And this is another one of the definite pushing-to-the-club tracks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kick drum right there, which is not a real kick drum. To
1: a place I love To a place I love
2: This song makes me I was listening to this On the way here This song makes me feel like I'm It's It's Like 99 And I'm Back in Texas At the gay bar In Austin But there's nobody there yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. That's yeah. what it feels yeah, like. Just like really yeah, it's fucking Wednesday loud night and empty. Or something, yeah, The lights yeah, are Wednesday going crazy, night. and it's the, uh, unnecessary because yeah. there's
3: only three people there, there's and they're just fog
2: machines, and it's sweaty. Like that's what this song. This song just makes me feel like that. that well, I'm, and that baseline an empty club. Do, do, it's do. the. It's the like. Do, 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 do. It'll kick back in in a second. Yeah, and that fucking sound.
3: <laughs> Major lights I could
2: never hear that song, that sound again. Wah, 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 wah. It is an
3: odd choice for this album, but you know, I, I appreciate there's variety here and not just the single.
2: I appreciate concept. that it's not DJ Khaled, and it's not on every song on this record. I appreciate
3: whenever anything is not DJ Khaled. Yeah. You're absolutely right, though. This
0: sounds like a like a club tune with the. With the flashing lights and the you know and the yeah the strobes and and there's
2: right. three people in there yeah
3: yeah yeah and
2: I don't I don't know what it yeah I don't know why it yeah it was like just immediately took me back there.
3: Well, it is definitely of that and well, and having Snoop on it adds to that era of uh, pop music or dance music, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, they used to call it disco, right? But,
3: EDM, whatever they called yeah, yeah, it yeah, in between the right, yeah, techno, sort of I think the, house. I don't know. It's, came it's had <laughs> a lot of names over the years. No, I
0: just like I don't know. You know, I just want well, I just don't go to clubs. Uh, but uh, but you know, way back in the 1990s, there was the, there was uh, quite the club that was right near um, the baseball field there at Coors Field. Uh, I think they the see, wave. Yeah, that could have been it. They paved it over for the parking lot there, but that was um, yeah, paved paradise. I mean, when you, when you said that, I was like, oh, I, I just sort of. Right Immediately there. there.
3: Yeah, yeah. Immediately there. Maybe a <laughs> PTSD flashback, but definitely a flashback. It's
2: a weird it's a weird one. It's it's a it's an empty one for me. Yeah. yeah,
3: that one we could have done without. So we will go ahead and move on to the next one, which if I can flip my piece of paper over, I will tell you the
2: title of. Ha ha.
3: No guns allowed. So
2: This one's really interesting to me. Yeah. Um mainly because of the features. Drake's feature on this.
3: Yeah, it's Drake and Corey B.
2: It just doesn't sound like Drake at all.
3: No, and, and why would you pick Drake?
2: Yeah, I, I was. I, I, felt, was like it, I, I felt like Was he just in the neighborhood? There was probably a, an actual Rasta artist could've. he could have brought in to talk about gun violence. <laughs> Someone, I wonder
0: if he dragged him down to Jamaica, or if they just.
3: Or whether or they, or if it
2: was a, a label thing, right? Yeah, like sell this record. Put
3: Drake on here. will yeah, and you will sell if, if he, he did wore his copies. part, you know, in the yeah. states or Especially something. Especially because it's a, it's a yeah. gun
2: control song, so mm. you know, yeah, kind of like giving the middle finger to gun control, yeah. or not to gun control, but to guns with another super famous star, yeah, American star.
1: A man and that's a crime
3: if we all were rich we spend- yeah maybe that was just it he was trying to he wanted to sell the message and he didn't care about Did you watch the, the music video for this I haven't
2: yet I watched the music video it's like it's it's kind of weird he's he's
1: we all feel hurt.
2: Yeah. Dressed very, very sharp Like three-piece yeah. suit And singing Almost like an He almost looks like An evangelical preacher A little bit
3: I could see that, yeah In black
2: and white and But they show a lot of clips Of the whole thing is Children being shot in school Like the whole video Well,
3: that sounds just
2: But dip- he has, you know He has five kids So he, he talks about Thinking about that and Even though he grew up
3: In a, yeah in tonight, right. I mean, it's It's a little Slow for a song that if you want to push a message it's, it's more it
2: picks up a little bit it we, does eventually yeah. but
3: it is kind of melancholy for a you know
2: to power In- to In- the people really give
3: melodic. peace a chance yeah. Yeah. Well, I was well, going
0: to yeah. say how they do the you know the, the, the backing vocals it did have the kind of children's choir sort of thing going on yeah mm-hmm. it is
3: very sort of we are the world mm-hmm. heal
2: the world yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it was just. Like,
3: do they know it's Christmas that. after all yeah, well,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's got it's, it definitely wants to be like a, 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 a political answer It doesn't hit it for me.
3: No. I don't know what, what's keeping it from it. I mean, the chorus is catchy enough, but it's not something I would
2: Yeah, it's like tonight, tonight we're going to party. We, yeah. No guns allowed. Like, we're here to live. Well, that's, that's like, also
3: part of it is, you know, the no guns allowed message is also being presented with the I want to have a good time message, which
2: you know, undercuts it a little. Also, I mean, what do you
3: think? Well, because he's always talking about going to this place where there's no guns because it's fun to have a party there as opposed to... Some people Going to a place where there's no guns because it's good not to get shot. Because it's school. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or, yeah. yeah.
3: Right.
2: I think it's yeah. There's two sides of the message. One one is like stop killing our children, and the other one is stop killing each other. Yeah. So maybe that's the appeal to, to, to people who are partying and fighting and killing each other at yeah. parties. But also. Choose.
3: And his yeah, his main demo for a long time was that group. Who, you know, tended to like shooting each other, unfortunately.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, so it's like, well, yeah, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have to go someplace where guns. Are yeah, although having Drake on there, you know, where Canada has pretty, you know, no issues with gun violence, but pretty, you know, no restrictions on gun ownership too, is kind of an odd choice, I think. I don't know if. He was even aware of that, but. I think it's mostly yeah. Uh, poor kids and don't let them die, but yeah, I don't remember if I had.
2: It's very conflicting.
3: Yeah, it is. He's he's indicting the DA in there. He's yeah, like one
2: section, and what he's saying, like. They're giving us the guns, but on the other section, you know, on the other yeah. part, we're talking about kids being murdered in schools by yeah. psychopaths.
3: And he's like, bullets don't choose the victim. So is he saying guns are bad or people shooting guns are bad? Is he's? It's not. Sho- re-
2: yeah, sh- yeah, they don't choose the victim. The shooters do. Yeah. It's it's just a conflicting message for me because I'm like, are you talking about, you know, corrupt government? Yeah. Situations are you talking about mental health and and people be, you know are we talking about gang violence or are we talking about pure random violence random or, random or, violence systemic, or, or violence. systemic violence like there's It's yeah, it's, it's conflicting.
3: I mean, I think he means well. I think he's saying, you know, don't shoot each other and that's definitely a message I think we can all support, but how to get there he's not as um clear on and mm-hmm. you know, it really shouldn't be Snoop Lion's job to help us on that. But right. I think that's what he was trying to do. and
2: It also just really doesn't sound like Drake.
3: No. It doesn't no.
2: sound like he really was trying very hard. Maybe yeah. that's what it is.
3: Well, and just, you know, since most of this album is fairly rap-free, having anyone rap on there and have it not be Snoop is kind of odd, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But from that disappointment, let's go <laughs> on to the... Uh- <laughs> Again, we once again remind you not to shoot each other. Fruit Juice, which again, I think of I as... I love this song. This is one of the fun, <laughs> the most fun, happy songs on here. It
2: makes me want, definitely want to go get a soursop.
3: I know. It features Mr. Vegas, which, yeah. Fruit
2: Juice, number one, you know me can't
1: lose. And I'm my garden, mepkin' the fruit that makes yours. Fruit Juice, in my glass, you know me can lose. Take away my worry, my stress, and my blues. Juices, natural vibes. I want me give them. My princess say she love it when we bite on the rhythm. Natural berries are so very good for the system. Some tart, some sweet. Me just can't resist them. Sweet, sweet sap, kneesberry berry, cantaloupe, sour sap, pineapple, mango. My taste buds tango. And ice cold beverage in my honeycomb hideout, chilling with my beautiful entourage. This
2: the closest to rapping he's got. Yeah my crispy say she love it when we right on the rhythm natural berries are so very good
1: one the system some tart some sweet it just can't resist the wood
2: juice number 1 it feels like a shaggy song
3: yeah i could definitely see shaggy doing that <laughs>
2: Um, I mean, it's, it's that it's, right there. It's that. Yeah. It feels very shaggy to me. Well, He's um, still a huge uh, prominent figure down there. So. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. You have hit a bit of the ganja, too. That juice.
2: <laughs>
1: I
3: wonder if this is like his <laughs> his apology or sequel to gin and juice in some way. <laughs> you, <laughs> so, yeah, you could have something much healthier and nicer. Just So do we? are there any... Uh, Is there any evidence of double entendres in this song? I think he's very on the nose here. He's just just saying, this juice tastes good. Have some. Well, like I said,
2: the juice, juice, soursop and guava and those it's a very big part of the culture down there yeah. just having fresh juice all the time well when it's that hot out yes yeah. a and good you're growing fruit it, you know everywhere you go the trees are there you see the fruit everybody's making it's, yeah. it's part of it it's important yeah mm-hmm. so he's
3: well and it, it shows mm-hmm. that he was there for more than just a quick vacation mm-hmm. he absorbed some of the culture mm-hmm. while he was there because that is not something most people would write about their first week in Jamaica so
1: mm-hmm. wherever
3: Although, again, he didn't write it, so...
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Major Laser and uh, Ariel Shade. And Mr. Vegas. And Mr. Vegas. Sounds like, you know, Bobby Eucher's second <laughs> Well, speaking of things to imbibe... Uh... Might, be, uh, might be hard to... Read the intent of this song Yeah, this one is subtle There's a lot of You know, gotta read between the lines On this one It's called Smoke the Weed <laughs> Featuring Collie Buds hey, I say, smoke it
0: every day. All... This has a very traditional Reggae feel too Yeah that
2: stupid DJ sound In the background You hear <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where. Needs an air horn yeah.
1: Smoke the weed Smoke the weed Younger generation Young boys and girls. Be careful of the seeds you show If you want to see a strong tree grow You got to prepare for the future Show respect, don't neglect my the nature, All the pollution in this world, me just can't stand it. Global warning, make the whole world panic. Take care of Mother Earth, cause I be the planet. Youth man, don't go astray. Fresh trees, young seeds, all trying to find the light. Stretching out their limbs to the sun. Guide them right, help them keep their life on track by traffic like a satellite. Tell them where to stop and go, like a traffic light. Any obstacles to overcome in the city life. Making sure they stay pure, teach them what's wrong for right.
3: For this is the catchiest song on the album. It's the mm. one that, after I listened to it, I was just saying to myself, day, smoke the weed it's good. every day." <laughs> it's good advice too. Yeah. Well, and there is, you know, an environmental second message in there. <laughs> Right. And we don't well, have important. this uh, particular problem
0: in Colorado anymore, given the, you know all the um, dispensaries yes on every corner. But it, it's 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 an unpleasant experience when you know you're smoking a joint and it hits the seed and the whole thing explodes. You know? <laughs> it's just not well, fun. Yeah. And you
3: you gotta save don't, the seeds to plant the seeds that's right. for don't, Mother Nature and, and, and grow up the seed. Don't you know,
2: grind, <laughs> them, grind them up and put them in brownies. Yeah, this yeah. is this grinder. is you
3: know sort of. Smoking Weed for Dummies 101 <laughs> Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah.
0: Although you're right, it has this this uh, environmental message in it. I, I wonder if that's the solution. Yeah. No way.
2: Uh, well, you know. I think it's part... Again, I think it's a cultural thing. The, the symbolism of trees and youth and growing being and being and not forgetting to take care of those things. Yeah. And then smoking weed every day is a part of the sacrament of the Rastafarian religion. Yeah,
3: it's not just a... For fun party. right? It's, right. It's part of it's a the serious yeah, weed smoking. Yeah,
0: well, and then you know, and then there's the, all the um, Ecological benefits of the right, hemp plant too. So that's yeah, I, I don't know if they were talking about that or not, but there seems
3: to be a, a I think it may be you know
0: right you know
3: third hand because you know that becomes part of the culture and he's writing about the culture so right, yes. right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. indirectly he's like yes and make sure you rotate your crops. <laughs> It. <laughs> you know, handy ecological advice from Snoop Dogg. Yeah. You plant the seeds, you smoke the rest.
2: I think if you watch the documentary too, they go, they go on, they hike down.
3: To an actual yeah.
2: Into the valley, you know, and they talk about the valley being like Babylon, and and they smoke weed straight off the plants down there, and and Fresh. They, yeah, and they're just so high, just. <laughs> His like bodyguard buddy had to had to lay down on the thing, and he was just so high, out of his mind. Off, but they were talking about like it's the purest, right? It's the well, purest yeah. weed there, smoking right out of the valley, and then they they like picked grapefruits off the trees and ate them. And
3: you know, this sounds like a great tourism ad. You know, <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> your eco tours. <laughs> yes,
3: there probably is a, a ganja focused. But, yeah, well,
0: in Jamaica, I don't know about two uh, you know the twenty first century, but yeah. um weed wasn't le- it's not legal no, it's not legal, no, no it's not legal there, yeah, yeah, but I think it's you know, not an issue, yeah, For well, you know, I imagine trade in it, it becomes probably an issue, but
3: yeah, if you know who to talk to as has been the case for centuries, right right, right, yeah. yeah. But if you get tired of running, now this is definitely the most. What is my legacy? What? Mm-hmm. What are? You, why am I still doing this mm-hmm. kind of song? Because he, how old was Snoop? I mean, he's got to be like he's forty-eight now. Forty-eight. So he was like just forty, turning 40, forty. Yeah, forty, which is a. a can that's why I suggested the mid, midlife crisis 40, thing. yeah he yeah.
2: talks about being 42 and wise like wanting to be wise yeah I love this beat that bass line beep boop boop, boop, boop.
1: yeah serving fiends like these people ain't no kin to me I can't believe I'm out killing my community if you know how far I can where I am and where I
3: Yeah, this is one of the songs um Produced by Akon. I think it's the only one Mm -hmm. by him, and he's like he's featured on it. And He Uh co-wrote it, and it's very.
2: The music video for this is really weird. It's like Nipsey Hustle calling him on the phone, and they're like, he's like, let's go, let's go kill him, and and so that he's like, I don't want to. I'm done killing. I'm tired. I'm too old for this shit. They do it anyway. They go (laughs) anyway. It gets peer pressure. (laughs) Yeah.
3: i can understand he has you know despite all his success and and fortune he had been you know he's got some regrets. intricated in number of lawsuits and uh, other issues pretty much up until this point i mean he's been pretty free of legal hassles for a while i mean I mean, did he have a lot of legal hassles? He was tried oh, for yeah. murder. He was
2: tried for murder and acquitted. Yeah, I remember and that being
3: big on MTV News. He was
2: I mean, when you think about it, though, he was at like 18, yeah, 19 no, years know. old. He had, I think he was in with the law for like, mm-hmm. probably in his early 20s. Just yeah. like young and dumb, you know?
3: Yeah, there's a lot of people in that... Situation are. I mean, it's it's hard not to be to some degree or another.
2: Well, I'm sure when you when you're like one of the most notoriously known gangster rappers, people are probably trying to start yeah. shit with you every day of your life.
3: They're looking for yeah excuses yeah. To, to
2: take you out, yeah. conquer the kings. Yeah.
3: You may be a king, but a lord. Wait, or is the lord?
2: I, whichever. <laughs> you may be a lord, but here comes it's the, the king. king. Yeah, which
3: is odd because usually the the lord is the king, but. yeah. yeah. Anyway,
2: yeah, it's kind of yeah. That was kind of weird. Yeah,
3: you would think they would have done it the other way. You may think you're a king, but here comes the King of Kings, the Lord. Yeah,
2: or you know, and yeah, the the religious symbolism and all of that, like going from that to the to the Christian album too, the gospel album. I mean, maybe the the through line is just goodness and God. Yeah, he's looking for something better. Religion, it's picking a righteous path. Yeah,
3: the
0: king is the. The, the Lord of Lords. Yes. So the King of Kings. From a be, yeah.
3: if you're yeah, ranking. Right. right King yeah. does come above Lord and <laughs> right, Lord right. is above like Archduke and right, then right, it's yeah, like Viceroy. Right. I don't right, remember right, exactly. exactly right, yeah. But <laughs> the Duke of Earl Jester, is somewhere towards the bottom.
2: <laughs> Jester and then Queen, I think, is where they put her.
3: Oh uh, Queen is yeah, that's that's an unfortunate title.
2: Mm.
3: Now this song
2: This one's kind of starts out like a
3: Selena song. Actually, my first thought is, you know, Jack Johnson or something. Oh,
2: really? I immediately thought like the beeddy good beeddy good bam, bam. Yes. You know, like.
3: But yeah, it does sound like you know one of those Dave Matthews wa- wannabe knockoff right. songs, and I'm like. Mm, I appreciate that he's singing a, a happy love song, but it is—you could see some really clueless white guy covering this at a coffee house.
0: Totally. Mm-hmm. So
2: love it, no. Yeah, this one doesn't hit for me at all. Nah. Well,
3: I think part it's of it is just cheesy. Yeah. That's all. It's just cheesy. It's a love song, and I I don't really know who he's dating, but it's it seems unspecific. He's married.
2: He's married to his high school sweetheart. Well,
3: there you go. Yeah, they've been
2: together like forever, 30, thirty something years, yeah.
3: But you know, it's not her that's singing with him. It's Isa or Iza
2: Yeah, it's probably it's a singer it's a let's put this on the radio and sell it yeah this is duet. definitely
3: the a little more uh, commercially pop. calculated
2: yeah a little more pop duet I think it was radio song high school sweetheart was,
0: uh, uh, he quit smoking weed for a while right so he could coach his kids a little uh-huh.
3: something like that yeah i think it was like that's another
2: that's another version of i was reading today about all like all the aliases of snoop dog yeah. one was coach snoop, coach snoop and he had a whole tv show yeah, he's... Following he's, him being a guy. Co- I mean, he's a, he's a brilliant businessman. No,
3: he knows how to t- t- sell his brand. I mean, and mm-hmm. that's... Part of being a, a pop star these days is having a handle on that, knowing which projects to promote and how to you not know, look stupid on TV.
2: Well, thank like you. You are talking... You were speaking earlier to selling out, and it's... it's I never look at it... You know, we're... We're taught as musicians That you're just gonna be poor Yeah Like you should just Accept the fact that If it's not important If you're not poor and, and suffering for it And I just refuse To believe that
0: Oh yeah I've never felt that I've accepted that It makes you poor But but at the same time I don't it, think The poorness
3: isn't a good thing Right I
0: don't think the poorness Makes your it's not music righteous. better yeah. Right, Yeah, yeah I mean like, I don't yeah. You know
2: Like I, I, I Just now You know Playing 20 years I refused to Accept being poor Also You know Trying to Fight the modern fight of um, finding your worth and, and being paid your worth I think is a it, and it thing. is a
3: fight. I mean it I think a lot fight. of people who choose poor are doing it because it's a lot easier because you know, making music is hard and selling music is hard and Frankly, I only want to do one hard thing a day.
2: Yeah, well, it's the business side of it too—the the metadata know. and the tagging the and the and the compressing and, and no, making just sure awful. everything's just—I yeah. mean, it's hours and hours and hours and it's hours on no fun stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. not—it's yeah. um,
3: not why you took up the guitar to begin with. No.
2: But it is definitely why a lot of musicians are poor because they refuse to learn any business whatsoever. It's like a, you know, and it's not something you can
3: learn real easily either because people mm-hmm. aren't teaching it like they right. teach how to play a G chord,
2: right? Or sharing sharing yeah. that information. No, people
3: wanna hoard that, right? Well,
0: um, Frank Zappa was was asked by a fan, how can I, how can I do what you did, meaning you know play whatever I want you yeah. play all original music right he said he said well get a day job yeah. and i don't i think he was being sincere right because he you know he was saying look people are not going to pay you for this because i i got really really lucky that in the 60s they mistook me for a blues band and that's how i was able to get a record contract right you know and so uh, uh you know no one's going to drop anything on your doorstep and it doesn't matter how good you are I mean, I suppose there are, you know, rags to riches stories every so often, right? But if you, like you said, if you don't have a business acumen, either yourself or have a crew of people doing that for you, mm-hmm. I, I don't see,
2: you better have a day job or you won't mm-hmm. eat. Yeah, Right, right or, or a couple of tribute bands like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, is that, that is a kind of That's day job. That's a kind of yeah, day job. I mean, yeah, to yeah, me, yeah, yeah. it's like, I used to be re- really against that. And then I think about, like last night, playing, playing downtown and, and thinking like, well, this this isn't the greatest thing in the world or the bowling alley that playing the other night. This is not the greatest thing in the world. But would I rather be on the stage playing this music or would I rather be the one r- running the bowling alley? Yeah. Like, what's my option? Where, what's making me a better musician? And being in tribute bands definitely makes you a better musician, just learning the way people write, learning yeah. the way.
3: It's it's work, but it's, it's work. work in music. So mm-hmm. you can it's, apply yeah. that to, you know music that is not necessarily Mm -hmm. tribute oriented. I mean, well, it's, it's not in and of itself. It's not a bad thing. Um, um, or I don't think you know. No, it's how recently, is it any better or worse than you know serving Arby's?
0: Right, exactly. And we had, um, um, well, I would say better probably. Yeah. in most well, cases, <laughs> most depending on what
3: your tribute, you know, your tribute is. Well, to nice are one. you getting the the, the French Dip and Swiss, awesome. or are you getting right, the, right?
0: The, <laughs> <laughs> but recently on the show we had Rick Thompson, who he's in uh, three Thompson. three tribute bands himself. One to Primus, one to Morphine, and the other to the Cars, and mm-hmm. and he made a comment, which uh, which uh, you know, I I am not in a tribute band. Um, but, um, you know, he said it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strange and refreshing thing that, that uh, we play a show and there's a lot of people there and they're dancing. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, you know, at least I'm delivering something that people yeah.
1: are, make, are a, finding joy a, from. It's right? a different energy.
2: Yeah. You know, I've played all kinds of shows. It's a different energy when people are just out of their mind to hear the songs that you're playing. Yeah, and if it's they know crazy. the song,
3: it's a lot easier to be excited about it. And
2: we and we started doing live band karaoke too with the '90s band, and you know we start. I, I wanted to do it because I'm like other major cities are doing this. I don't know why we're not doing this, and yeah. let's be the let fir- Let's be one of the forefront bands doing it. But the the sheer joy, like the sheer joy that it right. brings people who They were like
3: I remember that song from high school. Not even that.
2: Like just getting the experience of like I've never. I will never get to be in a band or yeah. sing with a band or don't have the confidence to sing in a band to be on stage with a band yeah who and are there, like singing the backups yeah. for you and playing the solos and you and the crowd is going crazy and you get to have that experience oh, yeah. it's it's i mean it's tra- transcendental sometimes oh well, yeah
3: i mean that's why people become musicians is because they like that experience and mm-hmm. people who aren't musicians would like that experience too mm-hmm. so i can understand why you know Five minutes of thinking you're, you know, Dolores from the
2: Cranberries or whoever it is. Yeah, Four Non Blondes. One of my best friends got up and sang Four Non Blondes that night, and she got on stage and looked at me and was like, This is terrifying. And I said, "Yeah, it's super terrifying." And then she did it, and was like, "Oh, I'm totally." Yeah, and this and, is great and you know. really fun. And then we went to a show, know. and she criticized the monitor mix, and I thought that was hilarious. She's like, well, "Look yeah. at me! I sang one song." And now talk <laughs> That's about monitor all it mixes. takes. Yeah, really. I was like, <laughs> "That's how you know That's you're it. a musician now, is when you're now you're, you're gonna, now you need to find a band."
3: Well, shall we go to the um, the second to last, the penultimate track, I believe, "Porn Apart." Speaking of lasers. Mhm pew, pew. featuring Rita Ora Rita Ora
2: I heard him speak, but then I yeah,
3: This is the most space sounding and lots of tambourine
2: was, I this day. I this day. I was such a That beat is unsuspecting
3: Yeah it comes out of nowhere Yeah and then goes and away And then
2: goes away yeah Sleigh bells are weird too.
3: Yeah, yeah. I guess that's
0: what those are, huh? Sleigh mm-hmm. bells. Sleigh bells ring. Can you hear them?
3: This is a better romantic song. I wouldn't say love song than the last one, only because it's got more interesting parts going on.
2: It doesn't flow for me.
3: It does have. It feels very just.
2: Disjointed. Disjointed, yeah. Yeah.
3: The seams are very blatant.
2: Like, I want, like, a low end to carry me through it so I can feel uh, it, you know?
3: About the only consistent thing is that sleigh bell going through the whole song.
2: Yeah, I feel like this song is coming at me.
3: Yeah. Relentless. It is. Attack of the song. Well, and also... Track 11 is always a tough track Because by that point you're like Yeah, I, the novelty yeah. of hearing Snoop and reggae Has started to wear off And now I'm Do we know anything about Rita Oro? I don't, but that's not saying much There's a lot right of people I'm, involved I'm in this gonna album I'm just going to
2: tell you all right now That I'm embarrassed that I don't know a lot about the features on this
3: record Yeah, I was it, It's not my that's milieu, you, so that's you. Well, it, it's
0: Right and it, It's on me too They could be really famous They could just be Yeah, this is the only thing they showed up on Right, right, exactly So who knows well, We should be corrected We should be corrected But I was familiar with
3: the featured artist on the last track Again, I've never seen her with Hannah Montana But I think there might be some sort of Bruce Wayne situation going on It's Miley Cyrus with Ashtrays and Heartbreaks Tonight there's gonna be a whole lot of smoke in the
2: air
1: Blow it hard for the
0: ones who ain't here
2: very commercial to me. Yeah, yeah. annoying. Yeah.
0: So, so what do we think she brought to the song other than Miley I mean, Cyrus? Yeah, not,
3: not. I was gonna say she of all the guests on there, the Angela Harkey who did like eight songs and Rita. And
2: Misa, there wasn't she, really a need to bring her in. No,
3: although no, I would have. Her voice was
0: very affected as well. Yes,
3: I was gonna say if I could go back in time though and tell my you know 1992 year old self, hey, someday, Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter is going to do a reggae song with right. Snoop Dogg, you just wait.
2: Yeah, it doesn't feel reggae to me at all. No,
3: it, this, this is another sort of Snoop. Radio pusher. Yeah. It's clearly a different song, but it reminds me of that song he did with um, Katy Perry. Oh yeah.
0: The, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's sort of pop. Right, right, yeah. But that was a better song, I think. Well, it certainly was more successful. Yeah. Well, well, right, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, better is a relative thing, but... Yeah. It just meant more catchy, more, yeah. uh, you
3: know... <laughs> less unpleasant. Right, right, yeah.
2: Yeah, it brings back, I mean, it, thematically, it brings, it's full circle right yeah so, like, it does tie stop into that killing people stop being complacent
3: well especially to that little spoken tag at the very beginning of mm-hmm. the album, it is sort of too many people are dying you know instead of pouring out a 40 for them we're gonna smoke a big old joint and fill up the and ashtray together, for them yeah but well, it is sort of the same
0: on this one i you know actually in a couple of songs but on this one i think more than others i i wish uh, I just wish the lyrics were better, or yeah, just had, it just had more depth to them. Yeah, you know, like, other than the, you saying yeah. that
3: statement, which when
0: tells- you when you hear that, you know, the line about the, you know the sky is going to be full of smoke, right? that could be a metaphor for a lot of things, and not just getting high, but it gets reduced to that, you know, rather oh, yeah. than.
3: Being a jumping-off ground, right? Something
0: more. that you could use your your you know mind's eye or your imagination to drag you into the song a little more fully, right? I it's, been...
2: it's also I feel like it, they're trying to say like you know sometimes speaking you know, of, of smoking joints, and it's it's a way to to curb anxiety, right? But yeah. it's also a way to celebrate, be, like food. Yeah. yeah right <laughs> like food for yeah, me yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> or, there's,
2: there's, there's it, that, that sort
0: of line it, yeah that yeah it feels that like she says yeah I have to be in reality now or something yeah or I have to read up
3: on reality, up on reality? It, yeah
2: it yeah like... it's it's well
3: and given well I'm just Miley's, saying they could do more with that yeah, yeah. they totally I totally yeah, agree yeah. with you it yeah. could
2: it could definitely be way more in- depth like yeah. It a, is a it disappointing.
3: Is a, but the last three songs are really kind of disappointing when mm-hmm. you the album. And I mean, there are another four bonus tracks, but I didn't listen to them because. Possibly because the last three are like, okay, I, I get the gist. I mm-hmm. can move on now, but. I Bust a Rhymes guess on one of them. Uh huh. Something. I don't know. I don't them. But. Yeah, if you have Spotify, feel free. hmm.
2: <laughs>
3: so, overall, what did we do we. Is this album a, a success? I mean, does it do what he's it, trying to do? Yeah. I think
2: it is. I I would overall I like the album. I do. Yeah. Like I would listen to this album yeah. when cut I'm in a the few the You yeah. know. Yeah, cut a few tracks, hit hit the skip button a couple of times, but yeah. I think he went there to accomplish something, try to find a a meaning about redemption and legacy and and sincerity. I think yeah. Sincerity's hit or miss. I think I only feel that way, too, because I watched the documentary. If I hadn't watched the documentary, I'd be like, eh,
3: yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, and that's another question. Did he redeem his image? I mean, do people now think of him as, I mean, clearly they don't think of him as Snoop Line. Most Mm-mm. people, when you use that phrase, are like, oh, yeah, I remember you that. You mean
2: Snoop Dogg? Yeah.
3: yeah. They don't, yeah. So I don't think he really rehabilitated his image in the public consciousness. No,
2: I think it's, I think it's more or less like a journal.
3: Yeah. It's like this was me trying to at
2: forty two, I this is the journal I have from that year.
3: Yeah, I'm you
2: for me, the uh
0: um I'm really interested in seeing the documentary now. Yeah. I think this the story to me is better than the music on this album.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's yeah, that's and, how and I, feel I think about it and too. I think
0: without without the, the story it's it's less it's yeah. less interesting.
3: If you didn't know who yeah. Snoop Dogg was and Snoop Lion was just a brand new reggae artist, you'd be like eh. It's okay. Yeah,
2: that's good. I could yeah. listen to it.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. You got Miley Cyrus on there, whatever. But mm-hmm. who cares? Mm-hmm. It's only because of who he used to be and where he came from that this album seems, yeah, who's, remarkable.
0: Who who was Miley Cyrus in 2013? Was she?
3: I think this was when she was in her like big twerker op- star. Then yeah, she one? was yeah, you know her, twerking her. on Robin Thicke and you know saying she likes salvia but you know never oh, yes. sativa it just it's seems like really so, big it difference it just seems
0: like so long ago I, think
3: it's, like, I like, this is when so she's like is. on
2: stage with furries so that's her, that was. yeah all right. she's
3: wearing that that big plastic costume with the mm-hmm. giant finger and you know mm-hmm. admitting to masturbating which you know shocked the entire universe mm-hmm. so, so looking backwards does it make
0: sense that he goes from here to a gospel album or well
3: if he went straight from here to a gospel album that'd be one thing I think he sort of backpedaled Either because he slid, or the public did not react, or he got what he needed out of this. Maybe that was it.
2: I, that's what I feel like it is. I don't feel like it was for us. It's not for anybody. No. he just this record he, is for him, and I don't know if he, you know, it, I didn't watch the last 20 minutes of the documentary. I didn't have a chance to. I don't, I'm not sure if he really committed to the religion in general. So it is much a as, as as if he was like an honorary member of this. Well, One is yeah. kind of like
3: mm-hmm. Prince in the Jehovah's Witnesses. He's more of a an ambassador than a member, right? You know, I'll, most religions
0: require serious commitment, and that's that's a pretty, you know, extreme. And I don't mean extreme like um, like it's it's somehow. More oh. radical than than um,
3: any other than
0: any other, you know. But I just meant it's it, uh, the commitment. The commitment is really there, It's hundred you know?
3: percent, day in day out. Right, on.
0: like like you know, being a um, a Southern Baptist requires a real commitment. Yeah. Right, you know, and and uh, into something that um, um you know that that if you're not really of that culture, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm be... not sure if you're if you're really gonna be able to do that. That doesn't mean you can't take an awful lot of, out of it, right? It's yeah. like like a lot of Westerners are really into um you know um Buddhism. Yeah, it's not like you can't be a Buddhist. People do become Buddhists, but I think a lot of people, um they they yeah. um
3: they go to the Krishna temple or whatever and they get. You know the stuff they it's like. Get what they need out of it. It's it's need
2: the out of cliff notes of yeah.
0: religion. Yeah, or or it's just or or you realize that you 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 can't make that kind of commitment. Yeah, this and there's, is And, and your you don't need to capability. because you can get what you need. Yeah, you know. right.
3: I've learned a few good things about meditating and and letting things go and. Right. I don't need to, you know. I mean, yeah, becoming a monk and living and... on a bowl of rice a day is not what most Americans can do. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, particularly mm-hmm. Americans with, you know, Snoop Dogg's ample amounts of resources. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I feel, I, I feel like I don't know.
3: I, I mean, was... it's certainly I think a more successful album, just even as a reggae album, forget as a message, than um, Willie Nelson's. But that's uh, not a I high mean, I mean, again,
2: I think it's a, like a decent reggae album. Yeah. I think it can stand on its own coming out of Jamaica. I wonder how much of if it had been recorded anywhere else,
3: yeah, because he again he didn't LA.
2: hi he didn't you know he brought a bunch of people in to produce this record, yeah, and write this record that were not from Jamaica, yeah, it's so, almost like
3: taking another reggae's artist's album and just putting your voice and name weird. on it
2: it's weird like i I do question the I can't speak to this. This is not my experience as a human. I do kind of, there's a nagging, like how much of this feels like culturally appropriating.
1: Yeah. This
2: style of music because, but then I don't know because it's, there's such a side of sincerity and and acceptance that I don't know if that matters.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not malicious. That's for
2: sure. Yeah. It's not malicious or no, or even dense. Yeah. Well, not to, not
0: to, um, uh, you know minimize you know the damage that cultural appropriation can cause popular music that's what it does yeah i mean Mm -hmm. you know that that's really what it is you're trying to find the key that will attract as many people as possible Mm -hmm. right and so you're you're always you're you're always grabbing at um um strains of whatever is And, and trying to to you know um um Meld well, it. Make, make money out of it, right? Like I all mean, of this, uh, like
2: the Clash and, and the Stones and, and talk, talking about that definitely feels that way to me. I feel like because Snoop's own personal life is so parallel yeah. to the things that The Stones ma- weren't singing about feel.
3: Rastafarianism.
0: They, the were the they were just using the red from the cops. You they know? were, they were, you know, post-war babies, right? You know, yeah. so they, they, had, they, they suffered different sorts of trauma, right? Yeah. You know, that's a, you know, the Clash. They certainly weren't rich, right? Yeah. You know, so, so they, you know, they had their own issues yeah. of living in poverty in London or whatever that might be. But it's, it's, it's clearly. You know, I'm agreeing with you. It's clearly, you know, it's it's something very different, mm-hmm. and I think for them, it's like what what attracted them was it was so exotic,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and and yeah, that's and what for him. It's like and this they is love a the music, right? Journey. Because because reggae music, you know, Jamaica having been a colony of, of England, right? You know, reggae music just it, that's where it goes. It goes straight to London, yeah. right? And so so they, you know, just you couldn't avoid it if you were a mus- musician in you know the 70s, you know.
3: Yeah, um, particularly you know,
0: in the UK. Particularly in the UK, that's what I mean, right? You know, they're gonna. It's just gonna be. Yeah, but it's like just because them. you can't yeah. avoid
2: it doesn't mean you should have access to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. I feel. I feel that I. I feel that way in my own. I say that from my own music. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to write this kind of song, or I want to do this yeah. kind of thing, and then I'm like, that's not. That's not for me. It's not for me. At well, I mean, it's not always. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's always better if. I mean, it's, I think it's always better if you if you speak. To you know you see your
3: own f- honest f-
0: experience f- right mm-hmm. exactly you know i, I agree with that your
3: 100% honest experiences post war england then yeah i guess do my post-war yeah, yeah
0: i guess i guess my my only point was that you know attaching that to the idea of popular music mm-hmm. yeah. right you know reggae becomes very much the center of popular music in England mm-hmm. in the 1970s, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that is popular music, right? Mm-hmm, Everyone's yeah. listening to it. Mm-hmm. You know, Bob Marley goes to England to make his record, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's 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 the uh, that's the um, that's what they're experiencing on the streets, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what they're that's what they like. But that is different from, I think. You know, saying, Oh, well let's go to the source and we can just fit right in with these people. And it's right. like they're they're always gonna be outsiders. They're right. never gonna be they're never gonna be part of that. And I suppose Snoop's gonna be an outsider too, but in a different way.
2: Yeah, a, I think a, his like I think it's pretty bold for him to compare himself to Bob Marley, but I understand why he does. Yeah. Well I can also I understand,
3: understand why like, he sort of backpedaled it a bit too. He's like, Well, maybe
2: I'm overstepping my bounds here. Maybe this is you know, not Maybe it's like reincarnation of, of, I mean, uh, this is obvious of himself, but yeah. I say that in the context of him saying, um, reincarnating Bob Marley, or I am the reincarnation of Bob Marley, to can I step aside from hip hop and create an album that I feel good about? Can I step aside from that album and create a gospel album that I feel good about? And I think he does it well. Yeah,
3: and I I think not enough artists, particularly in this time period, in that genre, try stuff. They're mm-hmm. just, they're happy and content with you know what's going on and what's working. And well, they don't,
2: most people when they do fail miserably, like Willie Nelson true. and Chris Gaines. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of
2: <laughs> what this yeah. whole
3: podcast is uh, <laughs> predicated yeah. on. No, is, this is this is
0: uh, I would argue this is far more successful. In, yes. in, in that in that and uh you know right. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to be, it doesn't feel to me like he, he was, uh, you know, like, it's probably, right, you know, if, depending on who you talk to, if, you know, say, I'm the reincarnation of Bob Marley, there's going to be a lot of skepticism and perhaps anger at statements like that. But, but you know, but it doesn't feel like he was trying to to steal anything. No, no some, it wasn't you know,
2: ego. I don't feel like it was ego-driven. I feel like it was... It was a, it, this whole thing, I don't think was ego driven. Well, no. sometimes I do, but sometimes, for the most part, I feel like it was a, a it was spiritual like, tapping into maybe one of his heroes, who was Bob Marley, yeah. experiencing his life and trying to connect with the, the deepness and the purity of being in the land, experiencing the culture, making an album, and being supported by those people. And I think that you definitely have to be a special person to do that. And I think that he has that power and he has that um, approachability yeah. to where he could do that. Yeah. And and pull it off. Yeah. yeah.
3: A lot of artists would have yeah gotten booed off the stage. For oh that. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, kudos to you, Snoop. Um, yeah, good job,
2: Snoop. I'm yeah. I'm
3: waiting for your uh, album of traditional Scottish folk ballads <laughs> done with a uh, bagpipes. Right,
2: I'm waiting for the Gregorian chant album. The, that, that, the there manga.
3: you go. We're going to go way back, but. I guess that'll wrap it up for this episode. Do you want to plug anything? Tell people where you, they can find you online?
2: Yeah, you can just Jen Cordy and the Loss or... It's um, spelled K-O-R-T-E. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes just, people think I say Gordy. It's K-O-R-T-E. Yes. Um, or you can check me out at Lady Gang Music. And, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, there'll be All shows the and or hats available for purchase. All the things. So definitely check that out. And... Um, do we have anything else to plug? I mean, uh,
2: Watch the documentary. Yeah, it yeah, watch, watch the, the documentary. documentary. You're right. yeah. Uh, subscribe,
3: rate, review to you know, Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. And um, I guess that'll do it. Uh, tune in next week when we try and figure out who this is.